Hello and welcome to episode two of Stuff Ben and Mike Like, because we still haven't come up with a better name for the podcast. I think the more surprising thing is we actually got to episode two. <laughs> That's true, but whether or not we get to episode three remains remains a mystery. Well, I think we probably will be like totally out of ideas by the time we get to episode three. Um, but you know, the the feedback we've had has been been pretty good. Yeah, from like the three people who've listened to it. Like we've had I, last last check, there were like seventy, eighty something oh, listens wow. on SoundCloud. Okay, that that really does <coughs> blow me away. Slightly. I mean, some of that's probably just spam and not real, but. It's it's good to know. Cool. So what we do is we we talk about things we like as stuff per we the like. stuff we like. Sorry, um, as per the name of the podcast, um, which largely features anime, Japanese animation, and uh, video games. Video juegas. Video juegas. Sometimes Japanese, sometimes American, sometimes who knows? Canadian. Often. Are there actually any really good studios that are Canadian? Bioware. Are they Canadian? Yeah. I did not know that. Bio- Can you really argue that Bioware are really good anymore? Though? <laughs> That's the question. Maybe. We'll get on to that, Ben. Maybe. Um, so the plan for today, I think, is to talk about... We're going to... Because we, we touched on some of this last time. We're going to talk about each of our top five animes. And then if we have time, we'll talk about each of our top five video games. So that's 20 things in total. And I think we're probably going to separate it out so that if you if you like video games, then you can probably just skip ahead to the video games unless we drastically overrun, which is entirely <laughs> possible. Um, we're just quite enthusiastic. We are. We're really enthusiastic. Probably too enthusiastic. But, you know, it, it, even if you don't think you like anime, you know, you could have a listen. Because these are, you know, obviously some of the best, in our opinion. Maybe they'll be good gateways into that medium. Some of them are really not good gateways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, so we we want we're going to talk quickly about very quickly, actually quickly <laughs> this time, about stuff we've been doing lately. So you've been uh, finally getting your teeth into Final Fantasy fifteen. Huh. Um, that's one way of putting it. I've I've had like one day of Final Fantasy fifteen um, after my saga with World of Final Fantasy that I mentioned on the last podcast. I think um, finally finished that. Then yeah. I played some Tyranny, which is a great sort of top-down uh, isometric RPG a la Baldur's Gate, Pillars of Eternity, etc., um, which was good fun until till the end, but I won't get into that. Uh, and then I had one sort of solid day sitting in my dressing gown playing Final Fantasy XV, which was fantastic, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's so silly in every possible way. Like, the, the stuff that they've put so much care and attention into, like the food... In that game is incredibly detailed and like just the stuff that you can get up to fishing it's it's, it's, it's very silly but i enjoy it well uh i think we, we both had our nintendo switches arrive eventually after nintendo store uk like screwed some orders up quite a lot my own was they're both they were supposed to be released on friday the 3rd and i got mine on monday and yours was going to birmingham anyway and you're in london so yeah you know um that that was intentional. It wasn't they. They screwed up and sent it to the wrong place. That would anyway, be a big, big so you, I think, taken your switch out of the packaging and switched it on like twice. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually played the switch. Well, I played a brief amount of one two switch and uh, snipper clips demo at work, yes. um, which was very, a very surreal experience because it was just sort of in a breakout lunch area um, in a government department. I'm not going to yes. say which. Um, with lots of people coming and going, giving us very strange looks. 
Yes, I have uh, played some a lot more of my Switch. I think I've put nearly a hundred hours into Breath of the Wild, and uh, I've actually played through all of the main snipper clips thing with my girlfriend, and played some other games as well. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, Breath of the Wild's a pretty great game. It's it's really big. I'm not sure how much I really like the bigness of it, but it is undeniably great. Yeah, that's that's sort of the thing these days, where every game thinks it needs to have this giant open world, and like at least people claim that that's what they like. But then, sort of when you're faced with this giant thing and tons of icons on a map and like, yeah. lots of area to cover, it's quite overwhelming. I mean, it is. There's usually it's usually set out so that if you're you you sort of set yourself somewhere to go to, you see something in distance and say, "I'm going to go over there." And usually you'll have to stop every so often mm. and find interesting things to do. Or there'll be some enemies, or there'll be a chest, or there'll be a little puzzle you have to do. There's lots of like interesting little world puzzles. So it, is, it feels... And there's lots of sort of characters, and it feels very much more alive than a lot of worlds have done. Uh, Zelda worlds. You, you often go somewhere, and it's like you go to a town, and there's like three houses, and they say, yes, we've been living here for 100 years. And you're like, how? <laughs> but there's, there's places where actually they feel like there's actually enough people there to sustain a real village or something so that's that's quite nice that's cool yeah it, it does look really quite different to previous yeah. elders in a lot of ways um and i'm looking forward to getting my hands on it once i probably once i finish final fantasy 15 if that ever happens i, I will say and this this is the, the, the last bit i'll say on this is that i was sort of going into it expecting that i would really enjoy the sort of storyline stuff and that i wouldn't enjoy the open world exploring very much but actually I think it's kind of been more of the opposite. The story stuff hasn't necessarily been a letdown, but it's sort of quite sparse. Mm. Whereas the open world exploring has actually been a lot more interesting than I had anticipated. So I, I think it's it's pretty great. And uh, if you can find a Switch anywhere, if you want to buy it on Wii U, then, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't really think you need me to tell you about that. But sure. Cool. I, I could also segue briefly from talking about those sort of open worlds into new game that I just started that came out two days ago as of this recording uh, which is Mass Effect Andromeda uh. um, obviously one of the one of the biggest releases of the year I think it's fair to say um, and yeah they've definitely gone down the massive open world route with this one um, supposedly sort of fulfilling the promise of Mass Effect 1 because that's what that sort of tried yeah. to do and failed a bit. Because I was going to say that I, I remember in Mass Effect 1 part of that was saying look you can go to all these planets and explore all this stuff except most of the planets were just empty. Completely empty except of like big things that are trying to kill you in really quite frustrating ways and yes. you were driving around this incredibly frustrating stupid car. Stupid car. Um, there's a new car, but it's less stupid. It's still a bit stupid, in my experience. Um, to be honest, the the Mako is always just... That's the stupid car. Yeah. Um, whenever I play through Mass Effect 1, which I think might actually possibly be my favourite of the Mass Effect games... It's fair. Um, I always sort of... I get I, I get in the, in the Mako for the first time, and I go, oh, God, this is horrifying. But then after a while, I get used to it. The main problem is when you're trying to drive up a sheer cliff. And yes. It's like, no... And you're thinking, but I don't want to find my way around somewhere else. I want to drive up the sheer cliff. That is very much still a problem in Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, they've introduced a new all-terrain mode that you can uh. swap the car into, which allows it to go up steeper surfaces. But it still can't go up anything more than like 
that, 50 degrees. That is one nice thing about Zelda, is because you can... Link is basically... He can climb up any surface, pretty much. It's like... I, I've managed to get him to climb up a pane of glass before. Oh, wow. Um, so basically, you just see a mountain. It's like, I'm just going to climb that straight line. I mean, you right, might run out of stamina, but if you can find somewhere to wait for a few seconds, then you can just keep going, which is fantastic. That's so, pretty cool. It is. Um, so in terms of... Yeah. Are you enjoying what Andromeda? Yeah, what I've played of Andromeda so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying. Um, I haven't played that much. I mean, I've played sort of the prologue mission, and now I'm exploring the first big planet. Um, and the the thing that people are calling it is sort of like Dragon Age Inquisition in space. Yes. So that was Bioware's previous big RPG um, from their other series, obviously, Dragon Age. Um and I think that's fair. So it is these big open world environments with like classic sort of icons on a map that you go around, you do various subquesty type stuff, you explore, you see things on the way. Um, but this is on an even grander scale. Because it's, it's space. It's space. It's space a, is really big. It's a big planet. People have been saying that one of the one of the planets in Mass Effect Andromeda is bigger than all of the environments in Dragon Age Inquisition put together, which is just sort of mind blowing. See, people always say, "Oh man, this world is so much bigger than this other world," but that doesn't necessarily mean it's it better quality. Yeah, it's quantity just... of space doesn't equal quality, that's for sure. And one thing I found, at least so far on the starting world, is that there are these map icons that show like these are points of interest, these are side quests, etc. Yeah. Um, and there can often be a reasonable amount of distance between them. Yeah. But there isn't really much of interest between them yeah so like you're just sort of driving through a lot of empty desert terrain at least i have been so far that and sound... i guess that sort of makes sense yes in space that does sound very mass effect and it, it is sort of very mass effect not in at, a good way though. but at the same time why does it have to be that that big you know that's fair enough so anyway i'll, I'll probably check in on the next episode to see how I've done, because I'll also probably have played a lot more with multiplayer by then, because yeah. the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3 was fantastic. You, you played a lot of that. I, 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 I played that. a bit of it, and then wasn't really... I mean, it was okay, but I think by that point, the ship had sort of sailed on most people playing it, so... Except me. Except you, and your friends, apparently. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about any anime you've been watching lately? Oh, or yeah, I forgot about something we did. They're, they're probably still the same shows we were watching before, so... Uh, I'd say just sort of rattle off quickly. I don't know, I've, I've done... Because, I can't remember whether I mentioned this last time, but because, you know, I've been moving house and yeah. having a new job and stuff, I haven't had that much time to do stuff. So, because I didn't have internet for, like, a whole two weeks, I basically, when I came back to having internet, I just dropped a bunch of shows that I wasn't that fussed about so I didn't have to catch up on absolutely everything that's fair enough um, you do watch too many shows <laughs> too many shows indeed um, so what I am currently watching and the series is season's about to finish um, we've got Akka which I mentioned before yes. which is that sort of investigation bureau thing which has got a lot better as it's gone on actually Some I watched the intrigue. first episode of that with my housemates they weren't convinced but I thought it was interesting at least. yeah I don't think it's a show that your housemates would like but I think no. you could enjoy it okay um We've been watching Saga of Tanya the Evil. I um, totally meant to watch some of that, but yeah, I haven't quite got around to it's it. It's got a very strange, strange premise, but it's a lot of fun, actually. Okay. And it's 
one of these sort of interesting things where the the protagonist is like a sort of anti-hero sort of out for themselves quite evilish in yes. their approach but it's got a lot of good action sequences um it's in a very fun sort of parallel world world war Two setting with magic type thing which has been quite yes. popular as a trope recently bizarrely but yes. it's good fun um yo and mushy pedal season three I am really enjoying your mushy pedal season three. Kids on bikes. It's actually it's a it's. A, I mean, it, it's sort of it, it's kind of a guilty pleasure thing. I feel I'm not sure whether it's actually really needed another season or if it's sort of if it's quite as good as it was before. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm just enjoying watching it. So we've just had the bit. I don't know whether you've watched this week's episode. I haven't watched this week's okay. episode, so I, I I need to. I, I was sort of really hyped to see that, but I usually watch it with my girlfriend, and obviously we we came to visit you instead. So, ha. well, I can't I can't begrudge you that. Then I guess I was going to say they've bas- they basically show some of the old third years who's who have obviously now left. Yes. Um, at university, um, and Kinjo, the snake of the stone path, the old uh, captain of the protagonist school, and one of the. Uh, cyclists from their sort of rival school, Arakita, um, are going to the same university and the same bike club, That's and they're sort shocker. of setting themselves up for like this super bike club team. And I'm wondering, are they actually gonna be showing university bike racing as well as school bike racing? I don't think, as far as I can tell, basically every sports prodigy just quits when they go to university well, yeah. in, in Japan. That's it's just it's always it's all about high school. Yeah. High school is that there, there, there aren't even like professional sports. It's just high school. <laughs> just high school. That is who gets all the national TV coverage, as far as I can tell. So, so um, I really haven't been watching that many shows. Uh, I've been watching Kono Suba season two, which I think is actually probably better than the first season of Kono Suba, at least in terms of quality. No, not quality. In terms of amusement factor, anyway. Okay. It, it's less. It's more kind of actually funny and less just sort of saying haha look how stupid we are um is that not what the first season was yeah but i mean i it, I, the first season was a lot of haha look how stupid we are and this is like just more actual the jokes oh, okay. are actually more okay. amusing um also still watching masamune kun's revenge which i'm missing the last episode of to come here which i've become remarkably invested in even though it's not a very good show who'd have seen that one coming um and then still watching uh, that Rakugo show. Yeah, I was going to mention show that Rakugo Gen show. Rakugo, Rakugo Shinju, which I'm Descending really... stories. I'm really behind on at the minute, so we should probably not talk any spoilery stuff about okay. that. But um, I think I'm sort of three or four episodes. I think maybe three episodes behind. So the finale actually aired last night. Yeah, I haven't seen And obviously seen we haven't seen that. But it, I, I am really... It, it's got a lot darker. Yeah. There's um and th- there's lots of sort of little touches and th- and then uh, the stuff which are sort of because the whole of the first season was a sort of story being told by this one guy, and you're sort of taking it as okay. You're saying okay, well it's supposed to be a story, but really this is just what happened. And then at one point they were like, no, actually that's not what happened. Mm. He lied. Yeah. So the whole thing is like I just don't even know what's going on anymore. Which is it sounds that that that's in a sort of good way. Yeah, um, I it's definitely grown on me since the start of the season. I and, think I think it's gone down a really good. Path. And that there was that, um, and and it's sort of it's still focused on the Rakugo as well. That's been central to it, which is pretty great. And there's this just sort of there's this one little touch in the in the opening sequence where 
every so often there's this one character who appears and just has really red eyes in the opening. And it, it, when that happens, it's just sort of things like, wait, did, did he have really red eyes there? And then you go, and then it means shit's about to go down, basically. Which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. But that that's about all I've been watching. Fair so. enough. Yeah, no, I, I definitely recommend you catch up because it's been, yeah. no, been I mean, top-notch. I have been catching up on it slowly. It's just finding the time. Sure. So uh, do we want to talk about our favourite animes then? We probably should. So I think... The reason that we were going to do this, apart from the fact that it's just lazy content and easy oh, yes. to do, top top ten <laughs> uh, listicles, yeah, um, is that if we are going to continue to do more of these sort of podcasts, mm. it would probably be useful for people to get a feel for what our what our tastes are like. Yes, you know? and so know know where our feelings are coming from, and when 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 we compare things, sort of saying, you know. If we're saying, oh, this is as good as, you know, one of our favourite shows, mm. that means, you know, it's a really damn good show. Yeah, exactly. Um, gives you a bit of a barometer, I guess, for when we're talking about something. And also, like, give you can judge from this how terrible our tastes actually are <laughs> and whether they're even worth listening to, so... Yeah, that's that's an extra bonus, I guess. Um, and maybe you can take them away as recommendations, as I said, but, yeah, well, maybe we can touch on... For each anime that we talk about, we can say whether or not that might be a good starting point for someone who's new to the yes. to the hobby. I, I don't really like to refer to anime as a hobby. No. I think that's just sort of <laughs> that felt really wrong. Slightly terrible. It. You should you should feel bad. Okay. No, uh, I mean I, I was about to say no offense to all those who treat anime as a hobby, but possibly yes, we are just offending you. So there you go. Suck it. It's a way of life. It's really not. <laughs> no, it, it shouldn't be. It definitely shouldn't I be. mean, we both love anime, but I think, you know, you have to remember that there is there is light at the end of the tunnel and also outside your window. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think most anime fans at some point go through a phase of just sort of watching absolutely everything that comes out and just, like, completely drowning themselves in anime. You mean, like, you all the time? No, like, I used to. I don't do that anymore, Ben. I still don't understand people who decide they have to watch every single show every season. It's yeah, like, that's, why, what, that's what I mean. Why, why, would, why would you do that? That's just... That's when it does become your life, and that's not good. Because but, a lot of those shows are really bad. Yeah, and you, why would you just force yourself to watch shows that are bad just so you can give... You can say... It's the people who say, I've watched 10,000 hours of anime. It's like, well... <laughs> man, you know it takes 10,000 hours to become like a genius or something. <laughs> yeah, you're never getting that time back. And I bet anyway. you haven't even learnt Japanese while doing that. Yes. Anyway, uh, do you want to kick us off? Uh, sure. So, my first show, which I'm going to... That's not my phone, that's your phone. <laughs> are, have... you, are you going to do this in any particular order? Are we going to rank things? Are uh, we... No. Okay. I think... I, I, I do have... For video games, I have more of a sort of consistent top five. For anime, it's a bit shakier. Um, we've both been giving this some thought lately. Um <laughs> You've been giving it some thought this morning. I, I gave think. it at least five minutes of thought. But, uh, yeah, I don't really try and... In my sort of favourite shows, I don't tend to keep them in any particular order just because, you know, it, it's like with, with music. Sometimes I sort of I'll like some things more than others, so it's just it depends on my mood, depends how I'm feeling. So. That's fair. Um, I'm going to start off with Shirobako. Ah, oh, breaking out the big guns. Is that on your list? It wasn't, but it's close. And maybe we'll do an honourable mentions bit. So, Shirobako is a show by PA Works, who I think might make 
a couple of appearances on this list. I think they probably will. Um, Pierre works for a great studio, most sometimes, most of the time, often. <laughs> um, and this is quite unusually an anime about making anime, which sounds in of itself, it sounds like a bit of a sort of circle jerk thing, where it's sort of saying the anime industry is saying, wow, look how great we are. But actually, I think, well, I, I, I obviously not knowing much about the internals of the anime industry beyond what I've actually seen in Shirobako, <laughs> I don't know how completely accurate it is. But as I understand it, it's it's sort of idealised, but it's quite representative of what actually making mm. shows is like. Yeah, rather than look how great we are, it's more yeah. of a look how ridiculous yes. this is. And it's saying, wow, look, how we have to sort of work, you know, you get people staying at their jobs all night. Anyway, so um, we're following a... Well, ostensibly we're following a sort of group of students who were part of an anime-making club, or an an animation club, is it? Something like that. Something like that, in high school. And then they all go off... So I first started watching it, and I was like, oh, it's just high school girls. Then they all actually go off and get real jobs in anime. And I do tend to find, as a general rule, that I chose actually featured young adults tend to be more interesting or possibly just more appealing to me at this time in my life no longer being in high school I mean, maybe that's just part of you know growing up yeah but, uh, something about relatability there yes and so we're generally just following this one main character who is Miyamori Aoi good memory yes um, I can't remember any of the rest of the names and she's working as a uh, production person production assistant sort of yes and so, so her job is basically just to go around and do all sorts of things and tell everyone to work harder on the anime they're making. And you sort of, and you get introduced to this huge cast of characters, and it's it's, it's actually they're all kind of they're all actually really interesting characters. Each of the characters they introduce generally have some kind of personality and something interesting about them. They're not necessarily caricatures, although some of them are definitely more caricature than others. Mm. Um, but even the ones that are just bizarre, like there's a goth lolly girl, and it's like, okay, you can say, okay, there's just a goth lolly girl there to be kooky, but actually they later on explain the reasons why she is a dresses like that, and it all just kind of makes sense, and it's just it's just really well done, and it's got, you know, great animation, and the music is pretty good. I mean, the music's not amazing, but the characters are great, <laughs> and there's sort of... There's just some great bits in it. There's some really good sort of set-piece moments. And it's not action because it's literally just making anime. But managing to take that and then make it really interesting and exciting, I think, is just a pretty amazing feat. And it's just... It's it's well-directed. And the story... The sort of pacing is pretty fantastic. All the characters are great. Um, yeah. Do you want to say anything about it? You, you've seen it? Um, I can basically just echo those sentiments, really. It is really impressive how it is a roller coaster. You get really invested. Yeah. There are some hilarious moments. There are some, like, real heartfelt moments. Yeah. Um, despite, yeah, it's, it's, it's about making anime, which not traditionally the most exciting. And, it, again, it's not idealised. There's lots of parts where shit will hit the fan mm. and things will go wrong. Which, you know, is what what makes it an interesting show if it's just everything going right all the time. I watched some of um, the New Game. Yeah. Which was a show about making video games that sort of seemed to be in a similar vein. It was by 8-Bit or something. I can't remember which studio it was. Um, And that was very much just kind of 
the opposite of what Shirabaka was. It was sort of every, everyone was really over the top, and it was sort of lots of fan service, and it was just. Mm. Whereas in Shirabaka, I mean, they didn't feel they, they felt like exaggerated versions of real people, but actually, lots of the characters were based on real people in the anime industry, which sort of made it a bit more interesting as well. So, and you you just sort of say it, it, it was just it was quite sort of believable for mm. an anime. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it just came together really well and just that it concluded and it just... At first I thought it was only going to be 13 episodes because there's sort of there's one arc and then there's sort of another arc. It's when they make one show and then they make another show. And it just kept going and it just sort of... I wasn't sure how they were going to carry it on through the second season, but it really just sort of kept going. It got going better and better, right? It did. It just got better. And uh, it just ends in a really fantastic way. I think the ending is... It's yeah. It's it's Top really notch. really great. So uh, yeah, highly recommend it. I'm sort of. Would you would you recommend it to people who have not seen anything before? I you know probably I'd say you need to have at least a sort of basic familiarity with anime to sort of understand what's going. Realize on. what they're actually doing, like people drawing yeah. pictures on a page. I mean, maybe sort of for those who work in office environments, it might be relatable in that mm. sense as well. Because yeah. a lot of it is sort of you think, oh, it's all just going to be drawing and things but really there's lots of production stuff that they talk about which is relevant to plenty of things so um okay but no i think i think you sort of if you've watched some anime and you're sort of familiar with sort of some of the tenets of anime generally it becomes more interesting to watch but overall i think it's it's fairly accessible you'll just get more out of it if you uh if you come in to it later on i think that's fair cool um, shall I go with one? I think you should. Okay. It's your turn. So, let's continue the trend then with a PA Works show, um, which is Angel Beats. How did I, I never saw that one coming. How did you see that one coming? Um, it's not like you slept with a Angel Beats wall scroll above your head last night in my spare room. Uh, yes, I did notice that. <laughs> so, Angel Beats is a show set in a high school but not in the traditional sense in yes. that it's also the afterlife yes um or like a sort of purgatory i guess um so basically our protagonist is a guy who wakes up like in this weird high school place with no memories basically just to, you know follow all the tropes of any story ever um but it turns out that at least he didn't wake up in a video game at least he didn't wake up in a video game that's true trapped in an MMO Um, so it turns out this high school is basically like this sort of purgatory afterlife type place for children who've died sort of in tragic ways or like before they could ever find sort of happiness this sort of thing Um, basically people with regret Mm. Um, so before they can pass on they're sort of stuck in this Effectively, it turns out it's this sort of high school environment, so they can try and get some fulfillment out of their youth um, before then being reincarnated or passing on or whatever, however they describe it. Um, which is an interesting sort of setup. Um, but it's interesting just the range of things that they do with that setting because, on the one hand, they explore these sorts of themes of. Uh, regret and there are some tragic sort of backstories and flashbacks and you get some sort of hard-hitting emotion but at the same time they also just you know frolic around and do silly high school things um but 
sort of completely over the top because as this is like sort of the afterlife and not a real high school they can also like just conjure up guns and grenades and all sorts of random stuff uh, and and also can't die I think and also can't die yes I mean people people die frequently but they just you know they shake it off yes um, and that can obviously lead to some funny slapstick stuff uh, so there's a weird sort of clash of tones in a way because the show is both a sort of hilarious comedy and also like a real hard hitting emotional roller coaster yeah Um, which is I guess a sort of hallmark of some Jun Maida key type stuff Jun Maida I'm just gonna say this because I've Jun Maida, uh, he is the main guy at Key who did things like uh, Clanad. Clanad, Air, Canon. Canon. I'd say I, I, I'm a big fan of Canon. I remember playing Canon. I, I played the actual visual novel because I'm a weirdo and I do that sometimes. Mm. Um, I think it's still one of my favourites for some reason, even though the art is like ostensibly terrible. Mm, yeah, painful. But you do tend to find with Jun Maida that he sort of... He'll reuse some plots quite often I mean you can only have a girl dying in the snow so many <laughs> times uh, but it just it, it does keep happening but uh, he's a he, he's a he's a good writer but I think he can be sort of predictable sometimes mm, I think that's I think that's perfectly fair um, but yeah so I don't think I've done a very good job of explaining it actually um, but I mean you know we can't can't sit here all day talking about Angel Beats. Well, I mean, so do, do you want me to say something? Yeah, about yeah. Beats? Obviously, you've seen it as well. Go for it. I mean, yeah, I, I remember watching Angel Beats. Sort of, I think it was not long after it aired, um, so that was you know a million years ago yeah. now. And I remember, I, I, I'm going to be sort of slightly not disagreeing, but well, the first time I saw Angel Beats, I thought it was a really fantastic show, and I really liked it. And then. Subsequent times I've seen it, I haven't liked it quite so much, mm. I have to say. I mean, I think part of that is just because not knowing what's coming, yeah. things are more hard-hitting. And when you do know when they're coming, you're just saying, oh, God, it's going to get to that bit, and it's going to be really melodramatic now that <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to... Sorry. The, the, the slapstick stuff is still funny, and there's lots of... The, the, I think you need to mention specifically the music in mm. Angel Beats. It's really good. The soundtrack is... The general soundtrack is excellent. There's uh, lots of piano bits which are by Jun Maida himself. Yeah. And then there's all that. There's a uh, a rock band that's in the show, oh. which is called Girls Dead Monster. Yeah. Or Girl Girl Dem, Demo. Who are great. Yeah, fantastic. Who are actually featured in the uh, the wall scroll above my head. <laughs> um, I really like Girls Dead Monster. I've actually, I, I've listened to lots of music from Angel Beats. That was just my soundtrack for a while. Yeah. Um, the music's definitely Although a big part. The, uh, the, the singer, or the, 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 there's one earlier singer in Girls Dead Monster, and who is voiced by Marina, if you know who that is. She does some vocaloid stuff as well. And then the one who is the singing voice later on is Lisa, who I think that was basically her first gig. Her first much. big like anime thing. And yeah. now she's in like every anime song ever. Yeah. So she's become a bit overexposed, I'd say. Huh. But they're, they're still great, great songs, but... Stupid Lisa, man. Yeah, I think this is probably diving into a level of detail that is. Um, I wanted to talk about the unnecessary. music. Yeah, the music's great. Let's leave it at that. Um, but I think it's worth pointing out as well. This was basically the anime 
that really got me into anime. Like, before this, I'd watch things like Naruto and Saint Seiya without sort of really understanding where they came from, I guess, in the same way. Whereas this was just like, okay, wow, this is something that I need to explore further because this is just really good. Um, And sort of with that, I'll probably stop talking about it. But uh, I would recommend it to anyone, really, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably it's a good thing to start off with. It can show you sort of, it shows you sort of that anime can be funny and sad and all those things. Yeah. So and probably most people have been to school, so I guess that's fairly relatable. What about people but who don't? People what, haven't shot guns mostly. Maybe. What about you know children in Africa who can't go to school? What will they think of it? I don't know how they're going to watch Angel Beats, Ben. That's discriminatory. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I guess I'll go then. Uh, that's it's sort of. I, th- I think I, I mentioned this in the la- last podcast actually. Some of these shows and probably the games I'm going to I'm going to have mentioned before because I love things and I talk about them a lot. Um, but Card Captor Sakura. Oh wow! Yeah, it's on my list. Which actually I just finished rewatching lately with my girlfriend. Um, and again. Uh, I would say that this is the show that got me into anime. Or it, it didn't get me into anime, but it got me to. Again, I, I'd watched Bleach and I'd watched mm. maybe Death Note and some other things. Sure. Uh, not all of Death Note because I could never finish that show. <laughs> but um, Cardcaptor Sakura is sort of showed me that anime could be more interesting than I was giving it credit for, which is. Because it's it's a long form show. It's seventy episodes, and each episode is sort of, it's basically it. It's it's a kids' TV show. I mean, you can't really get away from that. Mm. But it's a really good kids' TV show. But it's still a kids' TV show. There's still like you know, um, our main character is Sakura, unsurprisingly, who one day finds a book in her father's study, which is the Book of the Clow, and then it's full of cards, and all the cards escape. And the cards are magical, and she has to go and get them back, otherwise they will do terrible things and sort of feel magic and mischievous. So you're saying she has to capture these cards? She has to become a card captor. And then she's helped by all these side characters who are... The, there's Kero, who's a like sidekick thing, and then there's... Basically, all of the characters in this show are just fantastic, apart from some, maybe a couple of characters in the third season who are less good but I mean really it's just every episode we're just watching Sakura go around capture cards and you know it's 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 pretty joyful but then there are interspersed there's some sort of there's some hard hitting emotional moments there's things where so things go wrong and it's never sort of a huge tragedy it's not like people are dying or anything but it's still it's it's written this is it's Clamp one of my Mm. favourite manga people um, and there's sort of there's stuff that's genuinely sad and there's stuff that's genuinely funny and the uh, and it, it just especially towards the end there's sort of lots of emotional stuff and it's actually it's quite mature in the way it handles things even though the characters are like 10 <laughs> which is a lot more than can be said for lots of high school animes yeah. where everyone's just being terrible all the time Um but the the characters, I think, are really what makes it work. Sakura herself is really just sort of... She's reliable, but she's also ditzy and afraid of ghosts. 
It's like she 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 has this thing where she she goes around doing all this magic stuff all the time, and she's like, oh no, it's a ghost. I can't deal with this at all. And then they're like, no, 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 it's a cloak card. And she says, this is fine. I can deal with this. Huh. As long as it's magic, it's fine. If it's a ghost, I can't deal with it. But um, she has her, her friends who are always sort of... So, so some of the other friends are a bit two-dimensional, but there's this one guy called Yamazaki who always just comes out and tells stupid stories and is fantastic. And that, I was trying to name all of the best guys at some point. There are so many. Like, her dad is best guy. Her brother is best guy. Maybe like, we can do another Yukito podcast best on, guy. On, on all the best guys. There are so many best guys. Not Maybe not so many best girls, but it's just... Oh, the music is really good. The animation, actually, because it's a relatively old show. It's yeah. 97 or something like that. The animation, I think, is actually really good. It's Madhouse, mm. um, who are always great at animation, uh, especially given the length of it. And the music's great, the animation's great, the character's great. And it's got sort of, again, it's got those real emotional moments. And I think it's just a... I would say if you were starting out watching anime... I mean, m- maybe if you're sort of... I, th- I think there there is a pitfall where you're going to say, oh, you know, this is a kiddie show and I don't need to watch this. This is a waste of time. And really, if you think like that, then you're just, you know, you're you're just really letting yourself down because it's a great show and you just really need to watch it and get into it and sort of appreciate it and you shouldn't be put off by the fact that it's full of girls and flowers don't judge it by its cover sort of thing no I mean it is full of girls and flowers <laughs> but I'm saying it's being full of girls and flowers shouldn't make it a bad thing I'm saying you should just okay. you should be mature enough to get past that that's, you have to be mature enough to watch this children's TV show that's a good good moral good message to take away yes cool um, you, you happy? You've said I enough think, on that. Yeah, you you, you still I ca- haven't I ca- seen it. Yeah, I can't speak to it. I'm afraid because I haven't seen it. You should though. I'm sure. I'm sure I will at some point because my girlfriend is also a big Captain Sakura fan. Yeah. Same. Because she's got good taste. Maybe I can report back at some point. We'll see. Once I've seen some. So, another one from me. Um, I'm gonna go with the melancholy of Harry Susamir. Oh man. Oh man. I, uh, I wasn't expecting this one. Were you not? Okay. No. I mean. I, I've never known you as a. You've never really talked about Haruhi much. I think I mentioned it even on the last podcast. Potentially. Maybe I've never really sort of appreciated um, it as one of your favourites. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely up there because um, I think this is one of the sort of pre-Angel Beats. I'd watched this and really liked it, but didn't really see how it fit in with the sort of wider anime type stuff that I've okay. seen. Um, and so, how to describe Haruhi? Um, so it's based on a series of light novels. Which are the greatest, you know, form of literature in the world. Which is the greatest form of literature in the world. Um, so, basically, there's... Our point of view character is a guy who is a pretty average high school student. Um, nothing too remarkable about him, sort of self-admittedly. Um and he sort of starts his is it first year at high school? I can't even remember it's been a while since I've watched it again um, but and he sort of sat behind this girl called Harry Suzumir who in the sort of big opening ceremony where everyone has to stand up and introduce themselves um, basically stands up and says like ordinary humans don't interest me at all if you're like a time traveller or an esper or an alien or something, come see me. 
and we'll have fun times sort of thing um to which he and everyone else is just like this girl's crazy which is fair um and then one thing leads to another as as things tend to do Mm. and basically she establishes the um the SOS Dan um it's like a club for investigation of like paranormal and like hanging out with aliens and stuff is basically their their mission um and what ends up happening is that these characters like an esper an alien and a time traveler sort of appear around them and sort of gravitate towards this club and end up joining it without harry he being aware that they're these things they're just like regular students to her right um so basically yeah it's a, it's a club full of like these paranormal people um but she the purpose of the club is still for them to find paranormal people and she's you know really upset that nothing weird's happening but actually in the background unbeknownst to her but known to our protagonist is all this really freaky stuff is going on and this is why she's so melancholic and this is why she's so melancholic presumably yes um not actually what i thought the show was about at all there you go okay um to sort of i think i can probably say this without it being a too massive a spoiler because like the story of the show probably isn't that big a deal it's just sort of the high drink high drinks and the fun they have along the way but basically there are different theories but generally they revolve around harry being sort of like the center of the universe in some way so either like some weird rift in time like centers on her somehow or she's got like the powers of a god to basically create things that she wants and this is how all these beings came into existence um and then basically our point of view character kion his life is trying to not let her get too upset in case she like ends the world sort of thing and tries to sort of uh follow all of her sort of whims i guess um but basically it's just really really funny like the very first episode there's an episode zero yeah um with absolutely no context whatsoever it's actually like a film that they shot as part of their club activities yeah um which is just like a really low budget awful like high high school film about like wizards and espers and stuff and it's absolutely terrible it's like one of these things that's like so bad it's good um but like when i first watched it and probably when anyone first watched it if they hadn't you know read the light novels they'd be like what on earth is this show this is ridiculous um but then after episode zero they just sort of leave that and then it jumps into the show proper and you're like oh that was that was weird um but great episode zero is often like that i feel like that's how episode zero should be yeah yeah but it is also worth pointing out that the show itself is not in chronological order uh so you have episode one yeah and then you have episode two and that 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 makes sense and then it just goes all over the place so nice. you're hopping around different points in time and maybe there's one episode there's a baseball episode because of course there is yeah um where like this new character's just appeared and he's talking to everyone as if like you know they've been friends forever and you're like who's this guy because you know he hasn't appeared yet but like now he's a member of the club and he's like good at baseball and he's an esper and you're like oh okay and then you later on jump to the bit where he joins it's like oh is that not confusing or does it work i find it really funny i know a lot of people okay. hate it but i enjoy it a lot I, it's it's i imagine there's lots of 
fan order things where you can watch it in oh yeah order. yeah there's there's lots of different ways to watch it and people have detailed that on on the internet if you want to go and watch it in chronological order but i just found it really funny to watch it out of order um it's just pitched at me in that sense of being just ridiculous okay um i really enjoy it it's very funny um there is a nice sort of story-ish arc to it and and the characters are just fantastic i mean the female characters could use a bit of work in the sense of their light novel and there's a but like could could you give us some more detail no i think people can find out for themselves um it's not like over the top fan service like obviously a lot of things are um but i think it's definitely worth a watch it's fantastic Um, is it a good introduction to anime I'd say it was because it was probably yeah one of my main introductions, okay. um, and obviously it worked for me. Uh, so maybe go watch episode zero, <laughs> see what you think. If you don't like it, maybe maybe don't watch it, even though it's quite different from the rest of the show. Okay. Um, well, let's uh, move on to one of mine then I guess I, 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 I'm kind of running low on my list here I know I'm supposed to have five but I really don't have five So you've only had two then <laughs> I know I've got like three and a half um, well I, I have I have seven things on a list here but I'm pretty sure some of them are not not worthy let's talk about one that definitely is worthy go for it Star Driver ah oh. I was wondering so, when this would come out. Well, I think I think I think this is one of the things of the things that we knew would be on each other's lists. I think you definitely knew this would be on my list. Yeah. So Star Driver is not a popular show. Um, it's a show that lots of people say is terrible. Yes. Uh, you don't think it's terrible? I don't. Um, so basically, it's a mecha show by Bones, directed by uh, Takuya Igarashi who did uh, some other things, like Soul Eater and All right. some other stuff. Uh, it, it's a mecha show. It's set on an island somewhere in Japan. Uh, basically, a boy washes up on the in an island after trying to swim there uh, to go to high school and start a new and glorious, fabulous life. And um, he meets these two other characters. Or the, 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 he gets sort of given CPR and then meets these two other characters and then they go to school and there's some weird stuff going on and there's a secret organisation and some girl gets kidnapped and then they have to have a big giant robot fight in some kind of weird space-time bubble. Mm. And because if he doesn't fight off all of the... He, he, he has a giant robot for reasons that are never really properly explained... A lot of things are never really properly explained, yeah. uh, so none of this is really spoilers. Uh, and then there's just robot fights, and and they're fabulous. They they are fa- it's fabulous. They're, I mean, they they make a lot of stuff about sort of being fabulous in the show, but really everything is just so unbelievably over the top, kind of not gay, but you know, flamboyant. Flamboyant. That's a much better word. All of the characters are just ridiculous, and uh, all of them have fantastic hair. Mm. The character designs, I think, are pretty great. That they they all have these. There's this secret organization who are pretty much trying to take over the world. Um, even though half of them are just high schoolers. Yeah. And they all have these great outfits, and the robot designs are pretty. The animation, I think, is a really top-notch thing in this show. 
um, there's not much use of 3D. There's really just like it, 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 it's just all, all all really fluidly animated robot fights and sort of people there's like sword fighting. It's not so much. Um, it's more, and I hate doing this, but it's more kind of super robot than real robot. <laughs> okay. I hate that distinction, but it sort of it, it helps some people to really. It, it's not like Gundam where things have sort of guns and it's like, oh no, I've run out of bullets, or run out of energy. It's just sort of basically magic robots fighting each other. They're not robots; they're psi bodies, but they're giant they're robots. robots. And um, yeah, I mean the 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 and there's it basically it, it it's. It's got a monster of the week kind of format, mm. which is I think we mentioned. I mentioned this before in the last podcast. I really like that format. So you always get sort of something happening every week. There's always sort of something happening, and then there's a giant robot fight. Often the giant robot fights are quite short, sometimes too short. Yeah, but it's better than than being really drawn out. So that's always good. And there's always sort of transformation sequences, and it's really it's got sort of throwbacks to sort of shows like well I, I haven't we, we were discussing the other day I haven't actually ever watched Power Rangers mm. but I think it's sort of got some throwbacks of things yeah. like that where there's sort of you get the transformation sequences every week so you know there's there's reuse animation in there as well but it's and the music's really good it is and uh, I actually like own the soundtrack and the movie on Blu-ray and some and, figures and, and some figures and yeah. this is probably my favourite show of the no. of the ones I'm talking about today, and these are my favourite shows. So there you go. That's um, yeah, that's high praise. I'm trying to think of what else to say without. I mean, it 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 can be a bit hard to follow, I think sometimes. Yeah. But it sort of you just have to sort of roll with it and take it for what it is. And I'd say if you watch the first episode and you don't like it, you're probably not going to like it. If you watch the first episode and you do like it, then by all means continue. It's really it's not a show for everyone. I think it appeals to some people a lot more than others. I've recommended it to some people. I've watched it and they said this is trash, and I've recommended it to you, and you thought it was great. So. <laughs> yeah, I, it took me about I think six or seven episodes to really get into it, yeah. and then I just sort of watched the rest all in one go, basically. I remember when it first aired, I watched the first episode and thought, "Wow, this is over the top ridiculous," but wasn't really thinking it was, you know great it was just ridiculous and then I didn't watch it for a couple of weeks and then was on holiday somewhere and thought I'll just catch up on this and watch the next three or so episodes mm. on one go and I was like you know what this is actually a great show I'm invested now yeah and uh again I think it, I I some people don't like the ending of it I quite like the ending I think it was sort of nice and endingy and <laughs> it was just super you know, it it just made made me feel good inside, mm. but it wasn't sort of a tying up. Didn't tie up the. Uh, there's a movie as well. The, the movie is basically a retelling of the, of the series. So it's not really gotten. It's got a few extra scenes, but they don't really do anything other than just be more confusing. <laughs> so I'd say the series is better and less yeah. cut down, but. And it works better as that sort of yeah. weekly type yeah. thing. But the the characters are great, the music's great, the animation's great, uh, the robot fights are great. It's the sort of uh, what, what are they called? Um, homoerotic overtones are great. <laughs> uh, They're definitely there. And you know, it's just one of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite show of all time. And as I say, I don't know if I'd recommend it to people. I'd probably definitely not recommend it to people who are just starting to watch anime. Yeah, no. Um, and I don't know if 
I'd really recommend it to everyone, but I'd say... I definitely wouldn't recommend it to everyone. I would say give it a try. And if you, if you like flamboyant stuff, if you're okay with that, if you're comfortable with that... Definitely. Um, then it's definitely worth a look. If you like robots, it's worth a look. Um, otherwise, you know, give it a try, see what you think. Maybe you'll, it'll convert you, maybe you'll hate it. But I think either either way is that is, is fair. Yeah. And that, yeah that, I think it deserves a bit more appreciation than it's had. Um, and I mean, I like it because it is so over the top and ridiculous. I, th- it, it's very polarizing. I've talked, I've seen people online where I've said I really like this show, and other people are like, no, that show is trash. And then there's always like maybe one or two guys where they say, I really love this show. This is my favorite show, and I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> and it's just, it, I don't know what it is about it that's so polarizing, but it really appeals to some people, and it really just doesn't to others. So. The marmite of anime, something like that. Except you know. People buy Marmite, whereas I don't think anyone bought Star Trek. <laughs> anyway, What's yeah, that, that, that's. I think I could talk a lot more about Star Trek, but have to get. It has got a baseball episode. Like all the best shows. Like all the best shows. Yeah, I mean, I think we have gone over our allotted time slot for like every anime we've talked about so far. Um, so let's. Yeah, okay. I guess that, that, that's. <laughs> I, that, that's that's about all the animes that I really had to talk about for a, a length of time. So okay, probably... so the rest of your top five is just gonna be like, oh, I sort of like this. Um, so I my might coach one of yours, in fact. I know. My next one is probably going to be Durarara. Oh really? It is. Um, Hang on, this is your your fourth one. This is my third one. Is it? Yes, my third one. Okay. This no, isn't yeah, in a, this isn't in an order though. It's just a no. I I, I I was just thinking if this was your fourth one, then no. No. Okay. Carry on. Okay. Um, so I talked about Durarara in terms of its sequels um, in our last podcast because there were a couple of them last year yes. that aired, and I talked about how sort of disappointed I was because I was such a massive fan of the original Durarara. So th- this is specifically the original. This is series. the first series. Yes. Um, I should say that about Harry as well. I was just talking about the first series because the second one, well, if anyone knows about Harry, then they know why the second one wouldn't rank so highly. Um, but yeah, this is the first series of 25 episodes for Dudarara, I think. Um, so again, it's based on some light novels. Um, so, I mean, two in a row here showing that light novels can be the basis of good anime. Um, and it's set in Ikebukuro in Japan so it's got a real world setting but it's also got this sort of supernatural uh, underworld um, that you know ordinary people don't know about but basically there's lots of really weird stuff going on specifically centred around Ikebukuro for some reason um, which is an area in Tokyo yes Um, so like, it appears to be, you know, just sort of normal city life type stuff, maybe with a bit of crime, families thrown in, etc. Uh, but then there's also, uh, like, this headless horseman type character who actually rides a motorbike that's also sort of a horse. Um, there's uh, this sword that can possess people. There's people who are just sort of superhumanly strong for various reasons. But, like, one of the main sort of plot points around it is there are these gangs. So there are, like, warring gangs um, called colour gangs because there's, like, blue square and yellow scarves and I think there was a red something else, but they got wiped out or something. Um, And then our sort of... I don't want to say main character because there are quite a few main characters and that's one of the most interesting things about the show. Uh, But he sort of comes to the city 
and he sort of creates his own gang called the Dollars. Um, and they're sort of known as like a colourless gang because basically anyone can be in it and anyone can join it. It's like this online community mostly. Um, but they just sort of shake things up by being like this different entity on the scene. So it's an internet uh, gang. Sort of, yeah. Um, and so, as I said, there are loads of different sort of point of view characters. Yeah. Like it sort of jumps between them. I guess you could say sort of like Game of Thrones-esque style. Um and all the characters are really good. They're really interesting, really well that, that, fleshed that, that's out. That's a running theme in these. Shows. Yeah, yeah. I think we we, we tend. To, I think we, it seems like we we always relate to well well formed <laughs> characters. Definitely, um, and that's also where the the sequels to this sort of let it down because yeah. they're not, they don't have as much thought put and in. Just, I, think. Just, I, I don't interrupt. I, I do think it's always important that lots of these shows just come out of just putting interesting characters. I mean, interesting characters and like even just normal situations are still interesting whereas boring characters in interesting situations are still boring so yeah interesting characters are always the way to go it's the way to go um and for a lot of it for a lot of those so it's split into two main arcs um similarly to as you were talking about with shirabaka i guess um so like there's the first half of the 25 episodes and it's the mm. second half. Um, and at, for the first half, like, you have all these characters and they seem to be not really that connected. Like, they're all around that same sort mm. of geographic location and some of them sort of know each other a bit. Um, but they all seem to be, like, doing their own thing. But then, like, the amazing thing that it does is it starts, like, weaving all these different threads together and, like, it just builds to this amazing climax where you see, oh, wow, like, now suddenly I see how this all fits and, like, oh, this person's, you know, been orchestrating this and this sort of stuff. And, like, that sort of moment of realisation, like, halfway through the first series, like, when it all comes together for the first time is just, like, amazing. Uh, and that was the point where I was like, this is, like, truly something sort of special. Um, and then it basically does something quite similar for like the next half like it's a different arc like there are different focal points same sort of characters but you know um and then it builds to another like massive conclusion where like all these people come together in different ways um and you like had no idea how it was gonna gonna resolve um but yeah it's just really well done great characters great music i mean like you know all the things we've said about previous shows that make them great some good animation um and yeah, like it's 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 definitely worth a watch. I think. Um, Is it a good introductory show? I that it's a tricky question because I think you need a certain amount of patience at the beginning to let yourself get into it and try and figure out what's going on because it can be quite confusing. Okay. Um, particularly because a lot of the interactions in the show happen in like this online chat room, so you're going to be reading subtitles of like typed text yes type um, yeah um which can take a bit of patience and i mean it's probably something that people who've seen a little bit of anime might be better at mm. but aside from that i don't think there's anything where you need to have seen anime You're saying before. It, it needs sort of mid-tier anime proficiency <laughs> um i wouldn't say it even needs that much i think you just need to go in aware that you might need to put some effort into it to really get stuff out okay. um but you can get a lot out of it because it's great and I think Sounds you should good. definitely watch it. I know I've recommended it to you before. I, I think I've watched the first episode. I really can't remember what happened. Again, I was watching it with my housemate, who I think was 
slightly shitting on it. Um, yeah. Which is always kind of... When you're watching something with someone else, even if you're kind of enjoying it, if someone else is being sort of negative, then it's it's always hard to enjoy things. I think we need to get out of this space where whenever I recommend something to you, you go and watch it with your housemates because your housemates have very different tastes. The problem is that I don't really get that much time (laughs) alone to watch anime anymore. Although arguably I'd spent about 100 hours playing Zelda recently that I could have spent watching anime. So Think of all the doodarara you could have watched. Um, yes. So, um, did is that all you wanted to? Yeah. Say? Yeah, that's yeah. probably enough on that. Right. Um, I'm going to start being slightly not sure about things now. Um, here's a question. Okay. Okay. If I said one of my favorite animes was Pacific Rim, is that allowed? <laughs> um, I'm probably going to say no. But I do love Pacific Rim. We, we can talk about how great Pacific Rim is some other time, because um, this is the stuff Ben and Mike like podcast, so we could probably have a Pacific Rim special. Well, that's just screwed me over. Um, hmm. I mean, I've, I've got another three shows on here, and I'm, I'm really not sure which to go for. I mean, uh, I don't want to, like, force you to have to think of something. No, I mean, it's just because I, I wanted to... It, this, is the, this is the reason why, why we don't do, you know, top ten lists. It's mm. because we're rubbish at it. Yeah. Because uh, we're just, you know, we're just so conflicted of saying, oh, is that actually good? Is that actually the best one? Who knows? So much for easy content, eh? We, we, we just don't make it easy. That's yeah. the problem. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk about Rene no Lagrange. Okay, that was out of left field. I didn't see that coming. Because... And th- this is a tricky one, because I actually haven't seen the show in quite a while... And I do really like it, but the last six episodes are basically rubbish. <laughs> so See how that could hamstring the, 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 the first se- that Basically, the first season of it is excellent, and the first half of the second season is pretty great, and then the last half of the second season is just not that great. And I've got some other shows on there, but they've all got problems. They all so. have flaws, yeah. Whereas, I mean, I... I don't know if the other shows that I've talked about so far are flawless, but they are, in my eyes, essentially flawless. Other people, I'm sure, can find flaws, and that's fine with me, but to me, they mm. tick all the boxes. I think that's a good so, criteria for top five. This is another mecha show. It's by Zebek, um, who've made other things, presumably. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's about a girl who has to fly, fly a robot thing and she has friends and sometimes they're lesbians um yeah that, that's a thing it's sort of I, I, I'm not generally a fan of fan service in shows uh except I, I find you there are ways that you can do fan service and actually make it sort of effective where it's sort of part of the what's actually going on rather than just sort of incidental just saying here's some boobs for some reason or oh no I fell on top of you and now you have your hand on my chest which happens in every show for some reason I, I think that there, there are ways that you can show a sexually appealing character without actually being obnoxious yeah. but this show probably doesn't have so much of that no Although the fans are, anyway the point is um, there's this girl and she lives in a small town by the seaside and uh, one day she meets this girl who she she basically she she goes to school and she does this club called the Jersey Club which basically just consists of her um and she just spends a lot of time helping out all the other clubs 
And then she one day she just meets this girl who says she's an alien, on and uh, says you have to come and pilot this uh, this robot thing. And then she goes, and there's this sort of floating island, and they're all fighting off all these aliens, and it's crazy. And there's like an alien butler guy, and uh, my memory is hazy on a lot of these things. Is this the one where her granddad turns into like a weasel, or is that a different show? No, it is not that show. Okay. I don't know what show that is. Forget I said anything. Well, I'm curious now. Okay. Um, I'd say the first episode is really great. Uh, it's one of my favourite first episodes. I think you've possibly actually seen the first I episode. I have. I thought it was trash. You knew that it was trash. Um, again, this is, a, this is one thing, because I do remember really liking this show, but then there's been a lot of people saying the show sucks, and I've seen it through twice, I think. And it did remember really enjoying it the second time around, but still, I have doubts. But I have doubts for all these shows. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's great, but um, the the animation is really good. I really like the music. Uh, the robot fights are all really. It, it uses it's got traditional animation and it's got three D CG, but they're sort of used in a way that it's three D when it's sort of when 3D makes sense and then it's traditional when traditional makes sense so you never get the sort of awkward 3D looking movement stuff that just is jarring Mm. so um, in that sense it's really well animated and I like the characters and they they're funny and they interact well together and I'm just talking about this and I'm now just like why didn't I pick another show this is (laughs) Well, well, I'm on it now. I think it's a good show. I don't think it's probably a good introductory show. I think it's a good robot show. It's probably one of my favorite robot shows. Um, it's a good show. You might not like it. Cool. We'll high high praise indeed. Um, I, I'm, I'm running short here. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for you to, to prop me up with one of these. Uh, do you want me to go for something that I know you enjoy? Yes. Um, so how about we go for Kuroko no Basuke? Oh man, that's totally on my list. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence. So, I assume this must have been talked about in our last episode. We did, I think, touch on Kuroko quite a few times in comparison to lesser shows in which balls are possibly <laughs> don't touch the ground at all. Except yeah, when it's going, it's high sucks. Yeah, it's it's very rare that... I don't talk about Kuroko for such a period of time. Yes, um, I, I said that. That's why because I thought you were on your fourth show, and I was like, "There's Kuroko, and then there's another show, both of which I know have to be on this list." Huh. But um, so Kuroko no Basuke, or Kuroko's basketball, or the basketball which Kuroko plays. That's not really. Real it's not really the title. No. Um, so it's about um, high school basketball, effectively. Um, so the premise is that. In middle school, there was this generation of miracles, which is a year in which there were, like, five, debatably six, like, amazing basketball prodigies all in one school together at one time, and they were just this unstoppable basketball force. And they have superpowers ranging from, like, being able to copy any moves that people can... Being able to copy any basketball moves that they see to... Uh, being able to like always score three pointers from like anywhere on the court to Good. just being really really tall, <laughs> like you know the best superpowers, um, and then like they all go their separate ways to like different high schools um, when they graduate, um, and Kuroko, who's sort of like the main character, is, yes, yeah, he he he's a 
type titular character. Titular character, yes. But he, I would say he probably doesn't get as much screen time as maybe he should. But then again... <laughs> Oh, well, that's, that, 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 that's, that's sort of the point. That, yeah, so let's talk about he's it. like the sort of debatably sixth member from this <clears throat> generation of miracles, who no one um, really realised was there. So his his like sort of superpower, as it were, was like misdirection um, and just having a really minimal presence on the court. So basically, people wouldn't realise he was there, and he would sort of like just redirect passes or like uh, just sort of pop up and. Mm do stuff or like divert people's attention this sort of thing um basically like a supporting role but actually he's terrible at basketball yes. so like he can't play the ball or score points or anything he, he he makes everyone else on the team play better but he's not in of himself actually good yeah yeah exactly um and so he joins this school called Sarin, who are like the you know the protagonist team i guess um and he joins at the same time as this like tall kid who's come over from some time in America called Kagami, uh, who's all like super like oh I love basketball and, and I'm so good at it and like these. It's literally these... the worst character. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the worst character. But anyway, um, and basically it's a story of how it's the classic shonen thing of all these people with their superpowers are all like, I can do everything on my own, and I'm like, great, and I'm going to teach you guys a lesson, and yeah. Yeah, etc. And the main guys are all like, let's use teamwork, and like, if we work really hard together and put lots of effort into it, then we can beat these people. Um, and so in that sense, it's a story of how like teamwork is better than like on your own, which is every, every but, shonen thing ever. I mean, I think we should talk about just in terms of sports anime. This is not really a realistic sports anime. Okay, this yeah. Is, in, in the way that I think Haikyuu or something like it is actually fairly realistic. This is just over the top. This is like people have lightning in their eyes and do crazy smash moves. It, it, it's sort of, it's not, it never goes beyond sort of complete, into complete, total ridiculousness. Like you don't actually get people flying across the court or anything like that. But they sort of, they, they're really enhanced. Yeah, like people, they are superpowers. Like I'm not. Yes. I, I did, you know, facetiously say he was just, you know, really tall as a superpower. But there are people with just stupid abilities, um, and the show does have its own sort of logic for those. So like, there's a guy who has the can copy all the moves that he sees. Yes. But the addition to that is the person who he copied it from then forgets how to use that move sort of thing they can never use it again he like steals it from them and the logic there is that like when he copies it he does it in like a slightly different way so when the person he copies it from sees it like that throws off their like rhythm or whatever and then they can't do it again which is obviously just you know ridiculous Um, but you know it's not beyond the realms of possibility I guess I think what you were saying this but one of my favourite things about Kuroko is that it's really it's just a straight shonen Mm. I mean it's probably quite comparable to other shonens like I don't know Naruto kind of thing just because you're saying here is the team of good guys and they have to fight their way through these teams of bad guys but it's one it's basketball which is (laughs) just makes everything better and two it's really 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 well done I mean in every way it's the the directing is absolutely top notch and the music and animation are really good. I th- the animation I think is is less good in the first season, but that's just more 
in comparison to how good the animation becomes later it on. It really I, steps up in the second and yeah, third season. I think they, they basically just invested more budget in it. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's not to say that it's bad in the first season. It's just it gets really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really well done in every every way. And I've written a lot about this in various places mm. over, over the time um, as I've come to understand it as one of my favourite things sort of in the world. Um, and yeah, I, I've basically compared it to like battle manga in, in quite a few ways because that's, that's basically what it is it's just a battle manga like on a basketball court like people have these special powers there are these moments of tension where it's like oh no they've been defeated and it's like the last minute no like they get up and they just keep they say, on trying and I still have one special move teamwork. left and then they yeah. use their special move and then the special move doesn't work and they're like ha 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 you yeah. thought your special move would work on me <laughs> Yeah, that sort of stuff. And they have, like, proper inner monologue things that go on forever, but then on the shot clock only took, like, a fraction of a second. Sort of oh, thing. yeah. I mean, that's it... just... That's more of a sports anime trope, I guess, than a, um, a, a battle manga trope. But the, the monologue thing, obviously, is, is a shonen. It is. Um, uh, it's... it's a, should we talk about the characters? I was just about to start talking about the characters, because there is a massive cast of characters because like every team that they come across has like a full team of players and like each of them gets explored in at least you know a small amount of depth mm. um but they're all fantastic well when you say every team not every team because <laughs> okay. there are some teams that are actually just trash and just get swept away which is something that haiku didn't understand but yeah. let's not let's, okay. let's move on from yeah. talking about. Hiking. But they don't get much screen time. Like the the teams that they play against, and it actually you know really shows their mm. matches. Like there's some exploration of them, and just all the characters are amazing. Like the designs are great and unique. Um, when they're... you say all the characters, there's that one guy on uh, Midorima's team, uh, Miyagi Kiyoshi. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we've just lost all our Japanese female audience. Damn. Um, I don't know so, we had any. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're just great. And they're all... The the interactions are funny. Like, you know, the bits where they aren't playing basketball aren't insufferable, which mm. is great for a sports show. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the pacing is so good that they are playing basketball most of the time, and that's great. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pacing, because having watched other sports animes since... That, that was the first sports anime that I really watched. Mm. Um... And having watched other sports now, it just makes me appreciate how well they got the pacing down. Mm. Because there's so many shows where you just get the downtime, and it's like, oh well, this is really boring. And you know, they well, even when they have training camps, you know, they'll run into another team and have like a pickup game or learn a new technique. Yeah, it's like, I can't wait to actually see this on the court. And it sort of it builds the ten- rather than just sort of having downtime, it just sort of it it sinks it back down it starts to just build the tension up again build the hype up again so it's just it's really effective rather than just trying to sort of maintain just constant constant higher levels of hype through the whole thing and it's it's a good length as well yeah it doesn't kind of overreach or get into the sort of saying oh no we have to get steadily more and more ridiculous I mean you do get steadily more and more ridiculous Mm. but it doesn't go too far you always get this sort of power creep thing in shonen animes it's like by the 600th episode <laughs> people there's like they invented this super move that can kill everything in episode 50 and then by episode 600 they're just using that like every second yeah you know it's um i i think it the whole sort of scaling thing is is really well done 
Yeah. And there's always sort of that tension. It's like, I think they're going to win, but will they win? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Lots of buzzer beaters. Even when you know that they're going to win. I mean, even rewatching. I mean, I'm not saying any particular team is going to win. But yeah. Even when you know a particular team is going to win, rewatching the show, it's still you still get the tension. Yeah, it's... yeah. You're like, did did they actually do this? Like, and and how? Even if you're like, oh, I do remember they win this match, and they're like in this situation, like, how did they? How did they get out of this? Like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and ah, oh, I mean, I could go on and on, but basically. Kuroko is fantastic. Um, would you recommend it to someone who is new to anime? Mm, you know, I don't necessarily know that it sort of has much that makes it a good introduction to anime, but I think lots of people get into anime by watching shonen stuff, mm. and it is probably the best shonen that I've seen. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say in that sense, yes. I think I think yeah, as you say, there's nothing that makes it necessarily well suited to then being a gateway to other shows. But at the same time, I don't think there's any barriers for someone who hasn't seen anime I'd say before. It, it, it's a good gateway for sports shows. I would say the only problem there is, is then you're that, just going to be a downhill. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like what what else can you watch after? Where do you that? go from there? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we'll find out where we go from there. Maybe we'll find out where we go from there. Um, so Ben. I, I I think that that was my fifth show. Or may, maybe I should just do another one because Rene Lagrange turned out to be not that great in my head. I'll talk about something else quickly. Do you want Do you want to talk about that other sports show we were just alluding to? Well, I'll, I'll just t- talk very quickly about another thing on my list. I'll talk about Mahoka. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mahoka is a really silly show. It's uh, it's like so. That... If people know what you're talking about. We should say that this is English title: The Irregular at Magic High School. Uh, or Ma- Mahoka, Mahoka Coco no Reto say. I like the thing we <laughs> had there. Um, so basically, there's this. It's the future, and some people can do magic. And there's this guy who goes to a magic high school, and he has to be in like the the stupid class at magic high school because he's really bad at magic. But actually, he's not really bad at magic. He's literally the best person at magic in the whole world. And he was like a professional soldier who murdered lots of people in a magic war, and the whole magic system doesn't make any sense. And the whole thing is absolute. I mean, th- this is like it- it's a show by Madhouse. Um, it's based on a light novel, as apparently lots of these shows have been. All the best shows are. Uh, it's not true. No. Please don't. Um, and it's it's one of those things where if you watch it, you can take it at at sort of face value and say okay well it's kind of a not very good shonen-y kind of weird thing or you can just watch it as this incredible comedy because everything is just so over the top and the characters are so ridiculous and the, so the main character has this sister who always refers to him as Onisama and she's basically just in love with him and there's just lots of weird stuff going on there and there's lots of other weird characters and they're all just completely over the top and the whole thing, there's this I think I mentioned there's this magic system which is never really properly explained which just makes it even funnier when all these things happen and it's just, I can't really think of much else to say about it, it's it's actually it has got great music and animation and it's just... It's worth saying that like, the reason it's so funny when it's so over the top and ridiculous is that it takes itself incredibly seriously Oh yes, no, it's totally... 
totally sort of um, not tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it believes it has its own sort of internal logic for how all this magic works. And in the light novels, I'm led to believe, you know, it explains how it all works yeah, in, like, that, painstaking that, that, detail. That, that, would, that would ruin the whole thing. But... Having it actually explained <laughs> would make it much less fun. Yeah. There's this bit where, this is slightly spoilers, but there's a bit later on where the main character gets shot and catches a bullet, and another character who thinks he's really smart is like, oh man, I can't believe he's used this magic technique to catch a bullet. And the main character's inner monologue goes, yeah, you retard, you think I used that magical technique, but I actually used a completely different magical technique. And it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what any of these things it's mean. It's great. And, and, and people will just appear out of nowhere and, like, suddenly use, like, this ridiculous magic that you've not seen before. Like, Leo and his panzer and, like, Jumanji and his, like, ridiculous wall of... He just has a... I don't has know like what he a, does. He has, like, a magneto helmet. Yeah. There's one character who has a power that lets you just melt people into pools of blood. Yes. It's uh, the, the, the towards the end it just gets absolutely crazy, but um, yeah, it's it. Again, the the reason that I was sort of struggling putting it on my list is because I still don't know if that's actually like. Is it genuinely good, or is it just sort of <laughs> hilariously bad? It's like I feel like can I can't, it be both? I can't just put it on my list on the grounds of being hilariously bad, but it's just it's a struggle. But um, I mean, I don't think we're trying to come up with an objective list of the top five. Yeah. best anime like I think as favourites go I think we should be allowed to put just the, the things that we enjoyed the most well, yeah I think that, that's fair enough but I'm very sort of I, I, I take these lists very seriously uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I, already I, gone through like five and a half shows so. have you? Well, I don't think you have I think that was that was five including Mahoka no, because well, because I, I took I, I was stealing. You uh, stole Kuroko. I stole Kuroko. I stole the ball from you, like Kuroko. The ball's in your court now. Okay, that's well, not a basketball metaphor. No, um, no, okay. that's making sense. <laughs> okay, let 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 let's let's carry on and do your your final show. This is actually quite a big conflict for me. Is it? Because I know the one that you think it's going to be. Is it not the one I think it's going to? That's be? one of them. I'm torn. So the one that Ben thinks it's going to be is Diamond No Ace, which we did actually talk about. Which we were alluding, we were alluding to as the other like super good sports anime, and we talked about quite a lot last time. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm thinking I might lean away from it just to get okay. some some new perspective because oh, we talked about why it was so good. I, I, I'm eyeing your list now. Okay, I'm, uh... you've seen it from across the room. The other one, which I think I am going to talk about, even though you haven't seen it, um, is what? Samurai Flamenco. Oh, I thought it was going to be Tiger and Bunny. It's not going to be Tiger and Bunny. That's going to be honourable mentions, which we may or may not have time to do. Okay. Um, Samurai Flamenco. Sam Flam. Sam Flam. Samomenko. Call it whatever you will. Um, is another fantastic example of a show being ridiculous and over the top and silly and spirals and escalates. And yeah. Um, so the ori- it starts out, there's this guy who works as a male model but growing up he watched a load of sort of Power Rangers Super Sentai type hero shows on TV and his granddad like got him all this memorabilia like action figures and stuff all, all this classic sort of Japanese old action kids television stuff um, and that basically got it into his head that he wanted to be a hero like when he when he got older uh, and so he's basically created this persona for himself called Samurai Flamenco 
because you know what a fantastic name yeah. for a hero um, I think they do try and explain it at one point it's like all the honour and virtues of a samurai but the passion of flamenco or something <laughs> like that um, it's amazing yeah uh, and so he basically starts taking to the street at night in this costume that he's made for himself he doesn't look like you know anything impressive and he basically goes around sort of telling people to stop littering or like telling kids to go home after like 11 o'clock um or like not smoking on the streets this sort of you know small time yeah. stuff because he's just a guy and also super villains aren't you know a thing in real life yes. uh, he's just going around the streets of Tokyo um, and like he faces quite a lot of trials and tribulations doing this like he he's not particularly strong you know he hasn't trained to be a hero well I mean he's tried to train to be a hero but he's still quite a weak sort of slim guy and he, he comes up against a salary man in the street. He's like, oh, you shouldn't be drunk on the street. You shouldn't be smoking. And, you know, he'll just beat him up. Um, as in the salary man will beat, beat yes. Samurai Flamenco up. Um, and so he has a few of these sorts of encounters. Like kids in the park when he tells them to stop, you know, loitering and being a nuisance. Like they chase him around on their, like, trikes or whatever. And he's just, you know, um, not very competent. But um, then things sort of start escalating like uh, like slowly at first so he meets this guy who works as a, like a stationary manufacturer mm. um, who like really admires what he's trying to do and like clean up the city um, and he like makes all this custom stationery for him so he's got like this amazing tape measure that he can use as like a sort of grappling hook type thing he's got like staple guns and like Oh, tape, all this sort of stuff, which is ridiculous but fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, and like then slowly more sort of sinister criminals start appearing. They you know like takes down and like he sort of inspires um, another sort of set of heroes to sort of come out of the woodwork and be like, oh you know now we, this is a good thing to do like vigilantes etc. Like he gets a bit of a sidekick slash partner type character for a bit, um, and then. All of a sudden, I think about eight episodes in, mm. it just takes a massive turn for the ridiculous. I'm not going to say how, because that's just like a moment that you need to experience for yourself when watching the show. Okay. Um, but basically, it stops being this real-world, serious sort of vigilante hero romp and turns into like a Power Rangers Super Sentai show, which I guess you could argue it was sort of setting itself up for, but... It just goes crazy, um, and he's fighting like these supervillain type characters, and like the stakes are just getting higher and higher and higher, and it's got almost like studio trigger levels of like escalation oh, by the end, and it's just I, I love that, like I love over the top shows, and I love just the sort of earnest superhero in a sort of slightly western inspired like superhero type way um which also t t goes on to tiger and bunny if we, if we do talk about that um okay. but yeah I, I i probably don't have too much else to say it's really funny um even at the start when like you know it hasn't gone crazy in that sense like it's it's just genuinely funny character interactions the characters are great again you know staple of good shows the music is fantastic um the character designs are great, like the hero stuff, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's 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 sort of borderline top five because 
Like, it's not perfect, and there are some bits... I don't know. I, maybe I've just been influenced by all the people who are like, it gets too ridiculous. It's a train wreck, yeah. like... Because a lot of people do say that. It's I, another that, one that, like that, Star Driver. That, where... that, that is the opinions that I've generally seen online, is it just goes off the... But I've seen people saying that in a positive way as well. It's yeah, like, well, it's, that's it's me. It's a great train wreck. Yeah, that's me, basically. See, I, I, I've been wanting to watch I've been mean to watch this show basically since I think it first aired and Mm. I've just never quite got around to it and then I've seen lots of people saying negative things about it so obviously sometimes people say things about shows and they're just completely wrong yeah including us well no okay that never happens yeah like it it came out over here on blu-ray some for some reason I don't know why they decided to release it because I think I was probably about one of the four people in the country that that bought those blu-rays but damn did I buy them I was really excited. I remember when Fractal came out over here on DVD, <laughs> and I bought that. I think more people bought Fractal than bought Samurai. But Flamenco. why? I mean, <laughs> probably because it was cheaper. Maybe it was really cheap. Um, but yeah, that's probably enough on that. In terms of gateway anime, I think there are certain elements in there that would be quite weird for people who haven't seen anything Japanese before. Po- just coming from that sort of hero type line um but at the same time it's very sort of like a western cartoon hero mm. type thing as well so do you, do you want to speak on the, the music or animation or anything like that is it you're trying Mad- to get me to be like a proper critic are you is gonna it? say is it madhouse i think it is no i th- thought it was like Manglobe or something. Oh, I don't oh, know. Maybe, oh no no yeah it is Manglobe. Sorry it is Manglobe. They begin with Ma, so you know. Of, um, of the world God only knows fame. Yeah yeah no the animation is actually pretty decent, um, and I mean there aren't that many like fight scenes that require you know a mm. lot of motion because it's you know quite yeah. down to earth at least especially you know the first bit, um, but yeah no it's it's really well done it's nice art. The music, I think I did say the music's great. And, like, as well as there being just a good sort of backing track to everything, um, mm. there's also, like, a sort of idol trio, and uh. you get some of their songs, and they're nice and J-poppy. Like, the en- the, f- the endings mm. are, are by them. Um, and at one point later on, once it's spiralled out of control, and you get the, like, Flamenco Rangers, or the Flamengers, mm. or whatever they're called, um, they have their own like theme tune that's like very Power Rangersy okay. type stuff, but yeah. Right, so we've just hit the one hour thirty minute mark. So I'm thinking maybe we should probably just do. Do we want to go into video games, or should we probably just talk about our our um our our runners up and then leave it there? Or... I I feel like if we wanted to give our games list a good amount of airtime we probably couldn't do it now without without massively overrunning so should we do some honourable mentions I think we should do that I've only got about one so um well, I've got Pacific Rim on here, which apparently Pacific Rim to talk is about. an honourable mention. Um, yeah, we can put it on the honourable mention. Do, do you want to talk about Pacific Rim? I don't think we should talk about it now. Let's okay. talk about it at another. Pacific point. Rim is fantastic. Um, I've got Magic Kaito 1412 on here. <laughs> Solid. Uh, Magic Kaito 1412. It's a spin-off of Detective Conan, written by the same guy uh, with the same art style. So if you whatever reason hate the detective conan art style with the funny noses then you probably won't like this but it's um it's about a uh, a kid who is a magician his name is kaito 
uh, Kaito with a U on the end. Yeah. And then he has an alter ego, which is Kaito Kid, but that's Kaito without a U on the end. And apparently no one can tell it's him, even though he looks exactly the same. He's just wearing and a monocle. And does magic. Because um, he also does magic in his... Yeah, so he, he's just a, a high schooler, and he's sort of uh, he's the sort of class clown, and he's a trickster, and he does magic tricks. None of which... They're not sort of realistic magic tricks either. They're completely overblown, and, and clearly just don't actually make any sense. Yeah. It could not be achieved by any sort of regular magical means without hours of setup. Uh, so he is just... And then he finds I, I'm trying to remember what the he, he accidentally goes into a secret room and finds out his father was actually who was also a magician was also actually a phantom thief called Kaito Kid <laughs> and uh, then he takes on, on the mantle of Kid the Phantom Thief and goes around stealing gems and tries to foil uh, this inspector called Nakamori Kebu <laughs> and uh, he's also best friends with the inspector's daughter who you know clearly likes him but then he is just oblivious because these people are always oblivious but basically it's just it's a really funny comedy show and uh it's super ridiculous and it goes all over the place and at one point just crazy stuff happens the only reason that's well the one of the reasons it's not really on the list is because i say it doesn't really go anywhere mm, yeah it just sort of keeps going and especially towards the end of the second season it just sort of they, they were sort of hyping up this big confrontation and it just sort of really just kind of tails off yeah it just fizzles out so that was disappointing but it's got really good music and I really like the animation and the style and I think it's just a funny show it's just it's just not quite consistent enough and I yeah. really wish there was more of it because yeah I, I love wish it. there was more and yeah it is fantastic and the music is phenomenal and I really 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 like the show and it probably would be one of my honourable mentions as well um and I, I I can't really put my finger on why exactly I like it so much. No, it's, it's really charming. Um, it, it's very just honest. It's not sort of trying to subvert anything. Yeah. It's just saying, here is some ridiculous stuff. You know, just roll with it. Here's just a fun, yeah, like heisty magic thief type yes. setup. And it's going to be, you know, similar sort of formula every week sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 just really really fun. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah, as you say, it, it's charming and it's lovely and it's just it's just easy to watch. That probably is like a good show if you're just. I I feel like when when a lot of people start watching anime, they start watching when they're about sort of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, mm. and they really want to watch things that have lots of angst in. Yeah. Whereas if you said watch Magic Kaito, they'd say, oh, this is stupid. This is a kids show. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to watch a stupid kids show, it's a great Appar stupid kids show. Apparently the best time to watch those shows is when you're 24 years old. There you go. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so I'll, I'll do a honourable mention yeah. then. So Tiger and Bunny. Let's, get, let's talk about that, seeing as we mentioned it. Yeah. Um, so Tiger and Bunny is a... It's a superhero show um, set in, like, a sort of... It's, it's a different world... Or at least a different... I think it's a different world. Um, but it's, it's very similar to our world. It's like a sort of American-esque type, hmm. metropolis-type city. Um, it, it's... What's the, is the city actually... What's the city I'm called? trying to remember what it's called. It, it's the kind of city that would just be called Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's something like that. Uh, Stern Build. It's called Stern Build. Okay. Um, and it's one of these setups where there are 
like some people have superpowers they're called like nexts so they've sort of like mutated them or something they're I don't basically know. like x-men yeah kind of thing, yeah um but less despised yeah and when you have people generating like superpowers obviously some people go and become heroes and some people go and become villains um but the sort of interesting thing about this world is that like the hero side of things has been sort of heavily commercialized Mm. so basically there's a sort of leaderboard of heroes um and like leagues and it's all televised so um you get all all your top heroes like go and save people from like natural disasters or like foil a bank robbery or whatever it's all being shown on tv and they earn like points for like civilians saved or criminals caught and this sort of stuff and they all compete to be like the best heroes and because it's such a big like commercial thing like and everyone's really invested in it uh like they all have like sponsors logos slapped all over their amazing elaborate costumes and, and all that sort of stuff quite a lot of them are, are real world oh, and they're real well. world sponsors so yeah you've got like animax and like um other japanese other, companies. other japanese companies there some, are some global ones as well like yes. that people would know i'm trying some to remember Tory or something like that uh my my memory is failing me yeah, basically they're the point that they're all under a lot of pressure to perform it's like because they have to perform well for their sponsors so they're all just sort of it's like, oh, well, you're not doing well. You need to... There's one guy who literally just, like... He doesn't really try to save anyone. He just tries to get in the background of every uh, every shot. Yeah. Just so that he can be sort of repping his sponsors there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is great. Um, so our sort of main character is a hero called Wild Tiger, um, who, like by most people's accounts is sort of getting over the hill like he's not performing very yeah. well in the charts like he's he's been there a while like he used to be one of the top heroes he, he's he's like 40 he's like 40-ish yeah, yeah. um which is interesting in itself because you don't often get anime protagonists who are sort of older yeah yeah um and i'm sure he's going to come up when we have our whole podcast dedicated to best guys oh yeah um but and uh, also whether mc can be best guy <laughs> well yeah um and so basically at the start of the show um his sponsors are like you know you're not doing great for us anymore we're bringing in like a new hero um who's going to partner with you and who has the same power as you um and his power is he basically becomes like a hundred times stronger and faster for five five minutes yeah yeah um and then there's like a reset on that um and this new guy comes in who's like younger and little bashonen and like all the girls love him and uh he's like super rich and mm. sort of spoiled brat type guy he's well, basically worse well, guy well, well, one thing to say is that generally the heroes i mean despite the fact that at least one of them is just like there with just her face mm. they always they have sort of secret identities so yeah you don't know who so for the main guy um his daughter is always talking about her favorite heroes, and but she doesn't know that he's a hero. Yeah. He thinks he's just a schlub. Yeah. So and that that's, that, that that's always kind of sad is that he's sort of working really hard for her, and she's just like, oh, you're just useless. Yeah. It's like you're nowhere near as cool as all these heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that there's 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 definitely some sort of emotional depth in there. Oh yeah, like I mean, I still haven't really got onto like what the show is about I yes, guess I mean and there are lots of different elements to it so 
there's just there's a lot of sort of you know just hero work um mm. and within that there's both sort of one-off encounters and also like long arcs um that give you a nice bit of reward in terms of character backstories and like super villain type things um and there's also yeah very much more character focused type stuff so yeah tiger's family his daughter um thinking that you know she he's never there for her and mm. like um this sort of stuff and also developing her own powers and struggling with that um and yes anyway a bit of a spoiler maybe who cares um and Barnaby who's his partner uh who he calls Bunny at one point so hence Tiger and Bunny um he's like trying to find the person who killed his parents you know classic sort of backstory type thing um and I mean, I, I'd say you've basically got like the thing where, if you want a sort of good representation, it's like Barnaby is kind of like wants to be Batman, and uh, Tiger is basically more like Mister Incredible. I I was literally gonna say Mister Incredible, and when I I mean sort of like Mister Incredible when he's kind of because he's like he's got to say I'll go do superhero things, and then he's late to things, and he's yeah. like. He's too busy being a superhero to properly look after his, talk to his family and things like that. Exactly. So what I was about to say is, like, it. this is very much like a sort of Western-inspired superhero story, mm. um, both in terms of art style and also just the substance. Um, and as... In terms of recommending it to someone who hasn't seen anime before, I think it's a perfect sort of jumping-on point. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing super anime-ish about it I guess apart from you know maybe Blue Rose Um, even then she's relatively reserved in terms of anime fan service type things yeah Um, and yeah The Incredibles is probably the perfect thing that I'd say like if you like The Incredibles then you'll probably like this yeah um, or just like superhero stuff in general like even even Marvel stuff there's yeah. quite a lot and it's one of those things where I think sort of going into it I wasn't really sure what to expect but I mean, even just sort of one or two episodes into it, it's it's really good. I mean, you can just sort of jump into it and really enjoy it. So. Yeah, and like, just talking about it, I, I, I do acknowledge just how I will really quite a lot I love the show. Yeah, I mean, talk, um, th- thinking about it now, it's like, man, I should watch that show again. Yeah, like, and it, it, it could easily be in my top five. Like, it mm. could have also vied for that last spot. Um, but that's the problem with having a limited number of spots. You, you were going to do a top ten, but then... One thing that would take up a long time, and also we probably couldn't really fill it out to like fully. Yeah. So, um, it, it's not that we don't have shows that we like. It's just that I think we're both quite picky about the shows that we choose to say that we really like. Yeah, lists just have that sort of weird importance yes. in my mind. And that's the why I'd never do an ordered list. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, I God, could never that do ordered lists. No. Um, um, so I don't know whether you wanted to just shout out to anything else. Um, I think, you know, my, my list is pretty much vanquished. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think... I, I've been trying to think... Because I'm sure there are some shows... I, I've been thinking about this for a while. And I'm thinking, oh man, were there any Noah Tamina shows that I missed huh. out on? That I actually really liked. But, um... I mean, I'm sure I'll mention them on the next podcast. I'm if sure I you remember will. and go, man, I really love those shows. But... Yeah, like, the content doesn't stop here, folks. No, and hopefully the next one, if you're here for video games, uh, well, sorry. Um, yeah, we we'll messed probably, that up. We'll probably put a note on the on the thing, on the uh, post saying, you know, we didn't get to talk <laughs> about video games. 
Uh, but the next one, whenever that happens, probably in another month, couple of or, months or whatever it is, that yeah. will be all about video games. Honest. Wow. So we'll see how that goes. I might just drop a couple of other like mentions, but not you, talk about these, them. These have to be lightning round. Yeah, oh, you do, do, you I, I might just, just say what say what they are. So Shirakuma Cafe is a phenomenal show, or Polar Bear Cafe in English is just a ridiculous slice of life show about a polar bear who runs a cafe, which is uh, patroned by a panda and a penguin and a llama and various other things. I actually thought that said Shirabako on your list. No, so. nice try. Um, and it's just hilarious. Just okay. go watch it. It's great. And uh... and on a completely other side of the spectrum, well, I don't know, there's not really one spectrum yeah. when it comes to anime, but Usagi Drop slash Bunny Drop is just a wonderful, charming show about um, like a 30-something bachelor guy who ends up taking in like a six-year-old girl and just their life together and her growing up and him sort of learning how to be dad and just the everyday scenarios that that involves. So I, I started... I think I watched the first couple of episodes. We were watching it at the Society. Mm. And so I didn't really have sort of... I, I think if I'd just been watching it by myself, I would have just kept watching it. And I was like, okay, we'll be watching that next week. And then we didn't because people are stupid and don't yeah, vote for things. I think, I think you definitely have to watch that at your own pace. But It's it's a great show as a complete I, little that I saw of it. Yeah, it's a complete contrast to basically everything else we've talked about. It's just a very different... Well, that, type I mean, of thing. overall, it seems like what we like is we like shows that are generally pretty ridiculous, and we like really good characters. Yeah, that seems to be running themes. I think music music is important, mm. and I like music, but you don't necessarily have to have amazing music in of itself to be a good show. I mean, Shirabako has it's it's got it doesn't have bad music, but yeah. it's not sort of amazingly memorable music but then again it's sort of it's not really a show that needs to have yeah. that music in there so um you know we we have uh, we have good taste yeah that, <laughs> to that, summarize that, that's what to take yeah so like there, there are some suggestions i guess for you or like maybe some opinions to disagree with if you've watched star driver and hate it um and, well, again, yeah. I feel like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna watch Star Driver and you watch the first episode and you don't like it, then just stop there. It's not gonna get any <laughs> yeah. any less ridiculous. So cool. So hopefully, hopefully that was fun for you. Sorry, yeah. we didn't get around to game, any games. Maybe by next podcast, I'll have got around to playing some Breath of the Wild. Finally, I can maybe talk about. Yeah. Um, play some more Andromeda. I will probably just. I, I, I don't know. I think we might have time to go and play some of the uh, Splatoon 2 Global <laughs> Test Fire, Maybe. which I'm really hyped about. I managed to play uh, one game on the train yesterday, tethered to my phone. I actually, we got stomped by some Japanese guy who went 10 and 1 on a Splatoon. Anyway, I'd better get back to that. So uh, Yeah. Um, it's also worth pointing out that probably by the next time we do a podcast, the new season will have started. That's true. We'll have other shows to talk about. Dangerous. Dangerous. Okay, let's uh, sign off there. I've been uh, Ben, and you've been Mike, and this has been Stuff We Like. Is that our sign-off? <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, cool. See you next time. Bye.